We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. Hey, y'all. We recorded these episodes before the news about COVID-19 broke. We wanted to let you know that we're here for you and that we hope these episodes can bring you a little bit of joy and escape in these uncertain times. So listen, whether you check the box of married, single, engaged, situationship, undecided, or none of the above, nothing beats quality time with your girlfriends. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeem. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. All right, y'all. So I'm going to take you back to my bridal shower, right? My mom, bless her heart. We all love Mimi. Mimi was like, I want you to open my gift last because... So I was prepared, like tissue in hand. I'm like, this is about to be the most tear-jerking gift. She probably has like letters that she wrote every day of my life for like the past 27 years. Like it had to be something that was going to have me like on the floor. So I open... (laughs) this box, you know, and it was like delicately wrapped with tissue paper. And it was a nightgown. And it wasn't even like some joint from like Victoria's Secrets or like Fredericks of Hollywood, like one of them jams. My girl got me a satin nightgown that like hit the floor. It had the lace and the beading and the pearl applique on the shoulders and in the neckline, nice little sweetheart joint, you know. And then it had the matching robe, though, with the shoulder pad. Like the the hard ones that shot out. And my mother was wanting to me to wrap myself up with a bow in this nightgown for DeVal so we can consummate our marriage the night of the wedding. I was just like, sis, that's not quite my speed. But I love you, girl. I love you, Mimi. I love you, mom. (laughs) So, guys, I've been working on my vocals for karaoke session. And I have something special for you guys. I've been working really hard at this song. Um, And I just reached the point in my life right now where as a mom, as a wife, as a businesswoman, as an actor, you know, I just want things to be right. You know what I mean? I need you to give it to me right or don't give it to me at all. And it goes a little something like this. Okay, okay, he's got my number and you can, you can, want me, baby, here I am. Either you make the time or just forget me. I'm not, I'm not trying to run your life. That's why, that's why I'm nobody's wife. Want when I want, when I want it, you gotta be ready. 
Before renewing my marriage vows, you know, my wedding vows and whatnot. And usually back in the day, bridal showers were a way for women to kind of get together with their closest women, their tribe, and help to kind of raise money or start her off with her family and her new life. Um, Today, the tradition of women gathering in their, you know, shared love space for this bride to prepare her for marriage is continued. But instead of, you know, raising money for like a dowry or gifts, we get some shared advice as well. You share recipes, you do cute little games. Today, I have some girls in the studio. You know, the guys can have their own little episode and do their own little thing. Um, But yeah, today I am talking to some special guests, so I have a confession to make. The first one being, uh, that wasn't really me (laughs) during karaoke. Um, I aspire though, and in my next life, I will be a singer. That's one thing that I've discussed uh, with the good Lord. And I was like, next time around, I need to be able to sing if I don't do anything else, okay? But I happen to have somebody in the studio today who's not only an amazing singer, but she's a beautiful person. You know, I have a funny little story, and I don't know if she remembers, but my very first time that I worked for the Hot Zone USA, I was doing a red carpet at an event at the 4040 Club in New York. And this was me fresh out of, like, retirement. And I say that because... Because it was a hiatus more like that. I had Jackson, took some time off from work, and was getting back into hosting again. And she was my very first red carpet interview that I did at the 4040 Club. And I don't remember if it was like the opening of the club, because I feel like we're going to be dating ourselves if we say it was the opening <laughs> of the club. It was a while back. But in the studio today, we have Melanie Fiona. You. Hello. Hello. What's up, sis? What's up? What's going on? Going on, girl. We out here. We out here, baby. Yes. Okay, don't put me in the studio with another fellow West Indian, because it's a whole rap. She is a Grammy <laughs> Award-winning singer and songwriter and producer, but lately... Melanie has been sharing another part of her life with Mm -hmm. us, and that's motherhood. And she has a YouTube channel, Motherhood and Music, where she gets very candid about her journey into motherhood. So thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, girl. Since I've moved out to to L.A., I mean, she's been trying to get with me. I've been trying to get with her. It's going to happen. And look, you know, the stars have aligned. Because here we are. Cam don't have no siblings. He needs these okay. other little boys to be running around let with. Let me so, tell you, know, you all you got the three. Just let me borrow one. All the play. Oh, just take, drop Cam d- off. Perfect. And you can have a whole self-care day. What Girl, about that? Bye. You know, I understand what it means to I have a this. little bit. Just live in an hour if you want to sit in your car. Girl. Drop him off. Sit in your car in my driveway. Meditate. Meditate. Take a nap. <laughs> do what you got to do. <laughs> And also in the studio with me today, Miss Cody Elaine Oliver. I absolutely love, love Cody. So, Cody, you're going to have to tell them a little bit about how you even found me. Because I didn't find you. You found me real quick. I did indeed. I did indeed. How'd you find me? Okay. So, I had had my first child, Brooks Edward Oliver. And up late, nursing, that's what we do when we have these babies. Mm -hmm. And I'm on social media. I'm Googling, should my boob hurt? You know, all the normal (laughs) things. But I'm on social and I see this couple, right? I see this mom going, like, climbing the stairs in her apartment and her man is, like, filming it. And he's like, look at that butt. Get it, girl. (laughs) It was like, this is six weeks postpartum or whatever it was. I sure was. I do a deep dive and see that this woman has a child the same age as mine, this baby, this new baby. And I'm like, she's doing all these workouts and stuff, looking all cute. (laughs) I hate it. (laughs) 
but I loved it. Oh, I thought you, you guys were hilarious and beautiful. And, and, you know, and of course your baby was, what was he? A couple of months older? I feel older? like, one no, month? Not, maybe one month. Because yeah. Cairo, that was Cairo that I yes. always had. Yeah, so he's uh, September 13th. September. Yeah, so Brooks yes. is October. Yes, right. October 4th. See, there we go, like three so, weeks yes. apart. Yeah, I was all kinds buddies. of jealous, but also like inspired. And so Absolutely. that is how I found y'all. And I, I was inspired when I started to see videos of Brooks <laughs> at 18 months recognizing shapes. Yes. Like octagon, octagon. and all sorts of stuff. I said, well, the ro- my, 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 have the table shifted. You were, you were feeling some kind of way watching me. And I was looking at Cairo like, Negro. <laughs> you got Brooks over here talking I'll about octagons it. and whatnot. So we're it. even, Cody. We're even now. Okay? okay. But for those of you who don't know who Cody is, Cody is the mastermind behind the Black Love Doc series on OWN, which featured Deval and I a couple years ago. And it's funny because Cody actually came over for that session. And... Um, Deval and I, I got into a little like argument before she came in and I was like well fuck this interview I'm not doing this shit no more blah 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 and Deval was like what do you mean you're outside the door right now I was like well you gonna answer it and I'm gonna finish my makeup because blah, blah. come to find out I was either pregnant with Kaz at the time or like maybe we made up that night yes that's my belief that's Is my it? personal belief uh-huh that that night they Kaz made, was conceived yes. Kaz was I believe conceived. it like the Black timing love. you know what I mean the timing the was right the quintessential definition of there Black you are. so you For and real. Tommy are like honorary godparents to Kaz <laughs> no, like, you, take it. <laughs> you take it right speaking of this honorary godparent situation yes. you just offered Melanie the oh, yeah. opportunity to drop her children yeah. off yeah. Yeah. Child. 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 the child the child okay. okay at your house but I got three I'm just wondering <laughs> Hey. If the same sort of, I mean, me, well, me. Yeah, me, I would me. love to drop my child off at your house, too. I think, <laughs> I, you know I'm trying to drop mine at her house. Let me tell you, it's, it's easy because think about when you have babies or whatever, you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, my God, when are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Great. I can't wait to see the baby. And then they kind of disappear. But when you can drop yes. one child off, it's like, no big deal. You drop off two, it's like, eh, okay. And then after that, it's like, okay, you pushing it because you're trying to drop a whole ass village a over whole to my house. Yeah, like, yeah, what's basically. Gonna do? How's that going to work? But, uh, but the funny thing is, is, and you guys know this, too, is that, like, the more that they are, they kind of take care of each other. That's I don't true. know. That's because true. with just the one, I'm like, where is your friend? Where are your friends? Where are where are they? There's because definitely I got things to do. No, so sure. I find that whenever there's more the multiples around, he's like, so. he doesn't he doesn't have time for me. So no, this absolutely. will work. This it will work, work just fine. Jackson's, you know, almost nine, so Perf- he's very responsible. responsible. Yeah. Nurturing, you know, so they'll all fit in where they get in and they're Perfect. good. And, and we just leave, not, correct? Just, yeah. I just want to be clear. You guys we just leave. You can leave. Boys, we all have boys. This is it. Yes. It works. It works. So now that we got the intros out of the way, we're talking about little thing in common. So Melanie, I didn't even know that your birthday is July. 4th. It is. It's July 4th and digging up, you know, some some facts and tips about you and whatnot. I realized that our actual anniversary is July 4th. I think I did cool. know this as well. Did we? Yes. Look I think I did that. know this. But that's just because I am I love you guys. And oh, so, we love yes. you back. Yes. And July 4th. And, and where's your family from originally? All my family's from Guyana. All your family's from yeah. Guyana. GT. GT, my I love that. I love that. And um, Cody, of course, you're an all-boy mom. So we're I boy am. mom. Has- hashtag boy mom. Hashtag. Um, we got three. You caught up really quickly having twins the last go-around, yes. which was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Um, and then you work with your husband as well, and I work with mine. That part. Right. That part. Y'all make it look easy and nice and beautiful. No, no. Sometimes it's throw the whole husband away. (laughs) That's why I was like, you know what? This episode made sense to just have just the girls. Because I was like, 
Negro, I sit next to you all the time. Like, let me get my girls in here and have a session. So he had his little guy session. I had my little girl session. So we're going to see who did it best. <laughs> How about that? How about that? So each of us share our lives as mothers on social media, various different, you know, via different platforms and whatnot. And on our vlogs and interviews and stuff, that's just one part of our identity as women, right? Mm-hmm. Just being a mom. But we're also entrepreneurs. We are business women. We're doing so many different things. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about being a wife and a career woman. Of course, it's hard work. Um, and Melanie, I want to be clear, you're not married yet. No. So we have a wedding coming we up We are soon. on the road, yeah. This is almost like a double bridal shower. It is. Yes, I love it. I'm taking notes because... Please do. I never planned on having a bridal shower, so this is nice. <laughs> okay. So that worked. Well, Cody, tell me how long have you been with Tommy and how long married? Let's we've, start there. We've been married for five years. Okay. Uh, February, five okay. years. And we've been together not much more than that. We actually met and got engaged after six months. Yes. Yeah. When you know, you know. Then we got married eight less than a year after that and now five years so it's almost seven total okay did you yeah. have like a whole big wedding situation we had a medium it? wedding we Wait, had a what's medium. medium nowadays because <laughs> you know five years ago medium is not the same we, as now we had if i'm not mistaken 70 people in, okay. in costa rica Beautiful. We were surprised that that many people traveled there. Wow. But that's what we did. That's dope. Beautiful. Here you are. Yeah. Okay. Wedding bells all over the all place. Over. This makes me feel all over. So, yeah, going back to like being mom, career woman, fiance, all that good stuff. Um, have you ever felt guilt trying to do it all? And how do you possibly try to do it all? <laughs> Don't all talk at once. Oh, I is that for, should we both answer? Because yeah, I have first. a thought, or have I, I had thought. A, I had an epiphany yes. recently. Oh, because for hear. sure, I'm always trying to do it all. First mm-hmm. off, I have a lot to do, so it just feels like all mm-hmm. right. I realized recently that I can do anything. Like literally, I know that I can kill it at anything that I have to do that I don't know jack about. And that's part of being a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. Social media, if I got to do it by myself, I'm going to do it. If it's planning an event, if it whatever it is, I'm gonna, if it's editing a whole show, I'm going to do it. But I can't do it all at once. Mm. Right. And that was my realization recently and figuring out how to how to delegate Mm. how to, you know, when to take the time to find the people necessary as opposed to just, fine, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, no, that's not prioritizing me if I just say, okay, and then I put the the other thing on my plate and then I do all the things poorly. Mm. So for sure, I feel guilt all the time trying to do, and that's just work-related. That's work-related <laughs> right. guilt? Yeah. Right, right. Alone. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, me, I definitely went through a, a, a series of guilt, especially for what I do as a recording artist, as a singer, songwriter, being gone, traveling, having to leave. Um, and then also, you know, as a mom, you just kind of feel like you can't help it. Like, you know, dads do a great job. You don't ever feel like anybody's going to do a better job than you. Absolutely not. So, you know, leaving and also learning to just be like, it's okay. Like, the kid is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It may not be the way you do it, but it will get done. And so really just releasing control was a big thing, I think, for me. Um, and then also just realizing that balance doesn't look like 50-50. Mm-hmm. Balance is not all things in balance at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then also just saying no and asking for help. Like, asking right. for help. I found a nanny with the quickness, y'all. Like, no. And, you know, I grew up having a grandmother living with us. Uh-huh. West Indian parents are like, no, bring the, bring the child over. Bring yeah, the yeah. child over. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like we don't have that luxury. Now yeah. that we're out here and all our families in Toronto mm. and Florida. So, you know, it was finding the help. It was creating the village. It was it was finding the people that you could rely on and then setting boundaries for yourself. And then also that came too with my career. I, there were just certain things that I was like, nope. 
not doing that anymore because this part of my life is now a priority right now. Uh, so making the necessary adjustments at right. this point right. because, yeah, you're having to consider not only your fiancé but then your child as well yeah. and what's going to overall, I guess, give everyone the most level of comfort. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's interesting you said that balance is not always 50-50 because you think of the balancing, like the scale. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. should just be weighing out. And sometimes I just realize, like, this imaginary scale that I have in my mind, like, sometimes that shit is going to have to fall. Like, it's going to tip over, things yep. going to fall off, yep. but then it's it's okay and I think that's something that I've had an issue with especially with not the move cross country I can totally empathize with you Melanie because I have all my family back in New York I actually was able to get my mom on board to come over yeah you know my family's in Texas wait and Tommy's yes. in your mom is out here with my you my mom yes. is out here with oh, me blessings. wait I have a whole thing I've been thinking about you and your family a lot I just really? want you to know that oh my goodness because tell me what you're thinking I've, now granted this isn't to say that you don't have your challenges mm-hmm. but I realized mm-hmm. that because of Mimi, like you got, this is why it looks so from the outside, it looks so easy mm-hmm. for you guys because, mm-hmm. you know, you have someone that you love and trust who's related to you, not just a nanny. No, yes. I have a nanny too. I love her. Yes. But it's not the same as my Mimi. For no. sure. For um, sure. And, you know, having that family makes your, I think, your marriage stronger. It allows you to have your own self-care. It allows you guys to succeed in ways professionally. Absolutely. That a lot of us, and this, again, I don't want to compare, you know no, what I mean? But I've, no, been, no, but I've been looking at yeah. it like, you know, what if I only had my mama? I uh, know. And then we end up looking at our mamas like, well, see, Mimi's over here. What okay. are you doing over there? <laughs> Can't you just come on over? I mean, and then my dad every day is like, wait, so I thought your mother was just coming to help you move <laughs> Temporarily, she ain't coming back. She ain't coming back. <laughs> yes. That was like July, July, right? Y'all that moved. was like August. So then yeah. it's, he's kind of like, well, I guess I gotta kind of come back and forth if I want to see my wife or something right. and have a relationship because yeah, it's just like literally uprooting. But you are absolutely right, Cody. The peace of mind that we need oh, to just be able to be it's productive huge. in our workspaces. That cannot function. I can't function mm. unless I know my children are okay. Yeah. And we literally have the luxury of being able to pick up and just go and knowing that my mom mm-hmm. will, they'll be fed, they'll be loved, they'll be entertained, they'll be educated. I recently pulled Kyra out of a Montessori school and my mom is homeschooling him. Wow. Because literally, yeah. I was just like, the only thing he was catching up in there was a cold. Getting sick every Girl, day. I'm he living was, that life right now. Oh my yeah. goodness. Every week is something else. It's something else. And then we get it. And then we get it. <laughs> and then when we're out... God forbid, you know, our other half gets it. They're oh, the I biggest know. babies. Right. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> oh, and then yeah. what? All everything just falls apart. So no, for sure. So the balancing act and all that is very important, but at the same time you have to give ourselves grace. And I had Melissa Fed- Fredericks on the the episode an episode a couple um was it last season? I forget. The Fredericks were on, but she talked about giving yourself grace mm-hmm. and giving your partner grace. Just being able to grow. And we spoke about it in the context of like allowing people to grow within the confines of a relationship because a lot of times, you know, you don't want that same person to be the same person five years from now, 10 years from now. There should be a continuous growth happening. So how do we give grace to your partner but also now giving grace to ourselves as moms mm-hmm, and yeah. wives and all of that. So I think that's super, super important. And I'm glad to know I'm not the only one. Uh, no, not <laughs> at, at least all. dealing with sure that. Not. At least dealing with that at now. Um, so let's talk about the relationship. You know, your um, significant others, Melanie, your fiance, Cody, your husband. Um, what are some things that you did, Cody, as a newlywed or Melanie, early in your relationship that you still do now? That I still do. Well, we know you drop it. Ah! Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do. Any given moment, I got to keep these knees oiled up, all right? <laughs> these knees got to stay oiled up. Um, or is there anything that you don't do that you used to do earlier and maybe you get some complaints about now from the mister? I'll say this. 
my relationship is interesting because, as I said, we met and married. We met and got engaged in six months. Mm-hmm. We moved in after three. Ooh. We started working together probably one year in. We got married just after that, still working together. And we had our first child, I think, a year and a half after we got married. Okay. So, like, everything we've done has been accelerated. Gotcha. I couldn't tell you what I did at the beginning because I don't even know where the beginning is. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I, I really that, yeah. don't. It's almost like we're at a we're at a new beginning right yeah. now. Yeah. And so one of his biggest complaints, or one of you know one of the things that kids bring, is like bifurcated attention. Mm-hmm. And so he really asks a lot for my attention. And Got so it. I've been thoughtful now about about date nights planned okay. by me, initiated by me, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That probably in the beginning that was happening, but it wasn't as thoughtful, right? right. It was right. just like what we did. Natural. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you <laughs> the difference between seven years ago and now, besides there's now three tiny humans <laughs> present. Well, I mean, so so seeing as though there's not that much of a history, I should say, where you mm-hmm. think things changed rapidly, it did change rapidly in five years. You've yes, added, did. you know, one child and then a twin pregnancy and then twins. So that's a and whole a, lot. And a whole ass on. business. So there really is like no, no level of normalcy, I would say, for you no, guys right now. never. Wow. I mean, I, I, I'm interested if, if I'll ever feel that. Like, yeah. this is our normal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe right. that's where we are starting to get right now because the, mm. the twins are just over one. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a routine that's right. coming in. Right, right. But this is the closest we've been to normal (laughs) in seven years. Nice. What about you, Melanie? Anything different that you know, like, you know, for sure, once we're married, this is not going to happen still? Or, Mm. you know, things over the course of your dating that you're like, "Mm, you used to do X, Y, Z, and you don't? Um, You know what? I will say that what's changed, I think, in our relationship is that we've we've kind of become really like a unit, like mm-hmm. really like a unit. Like mm-hmm. now we're really best friends. Like we always loved each other, we, but we had our individual lives and we did certain things and we still do that. Mm-hmm. But now it's become very um, united. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like we do a lot of things together. Our social lives are very intertwined. Mm-hmm. Jared specifically being a guy, like he was just coming and going and doing whatever he wanted to do. And I was like, <laughs> here's what we're not going to do <laughs> moving that? forward. Yeah. Yeah. doing this <laughs> moving forward. Yes. E, you in here. Um, you know, one of the things that one of the things that I think we 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 definitely had to change, which was different, was I'm a big communicator and he's kind of like an independent spirit. Mm. And so my level of um security comes from, hey, if you're out of town or if you're traveling, you got to check in with me. Mm-hmm. You got to do this. So mm-hmm. once we had our son, mm-hmm. that was a big thing that had to change. It was like, look, it's not just you and me. This is not about your girl checking in on you. This is not about control. This is not about any of this. Mm-hmm. This is about being responsible for one another. For sure. And so we had, you know, being having a child before marriage, we had to make that commitment to each other already to be like, all right, like, it's not just about us. Like, right. I'm not just checking on you to be like, hey, where are you at? Like, it's about how are you? How is our child? How are you doing? How are you feeling? And so, you know, these are the things that I think have caused us to level up, even Ah. though they were, you know, happening in a, in a, in a, um, Less traditional order, mm-hmm. but um, but you know it, it works for us. No, and, for sure, it's and the kind of thing that forces you together or forces you to apart. Absolutely, right. when you apply that pressure. Yeah. Yes. When you apply, did you get any pushback from Jared at the time? Like you know when you're just like you're gonna have to check in a little bit or like in the beginning, yeah, yeah. it was hard. I think for him to to, to make that adjustment because yeah. also I think too for women like when we have children, it's an instant change for us. Our bodies sure. change, our hormones change, our psychological every we view the world differently. Mm-hmm. Men. 
they just be rolling till that baby gets here. Right. Like and oh, they feet. roll after. Then they right. roll after. And then they still <laughs> roll after. And <laughs> yeah. they still roll after. So right. I definitely think it had to be a mental shift for him to be like, oh right, like things are different. I do have to act differently. I do mm. have to change the way I do mm-hmm. things. And it doesn't mean I'm compromising myself. It means I'm evolving. Right. And I think that that's kind of been our dynamic in general. He's forced me to calm down my crazy. <laughs> And I forced him to evolve uh, on a spiritual and, like, just general, like, consideration level. Right, yeah. right, right. Which is funny because Deval and I think about it. October will make 18 years together. Girl. Oh, girl. my gosh. 18 years. Eight. Give me a round of applause. Come on now. <laughs> Rounds. Give Rounds. me a round of applause. So 18 years, and we started dating as babies. Like, we're 18. I'm thinking about 18-year-old Kadeen. I'm thinking about 21-year-old Kadeen, 25-year-old Kadeen. Here I am, 30-something years old. <laughs> And I am seriously like, how did we get here? And, you know, so many things, of course, have changed for us. There's a lot of things that I did did at the time and don't do anymore. One thing I know for sure that, you know, we constantly struggle with because we always talk about, like, sex and relationships on this show is, like, things that I used to like before, positions I used to like before— that's like now a red light for me. Like we talk about sex sometimes when it's like, okay, so here's a red light. Here's a yellow light. Proceed with caution. This is a stop sign. That's a green light. So <laughs> yes. that's like a little funny thing for us that yes. like I, things sexually that I used to like before. I don't know if it's just like after having kids, your body changes. Mm-hmm. Of course, hormonally things are different. But I'm just like, so um, yeah, I, I used to like my legs there <laughs> but now they just don't quite go there they don't anymore. go in that direction as so, easily anymore yeah no we gotta kind of like no and no amount of working out no amount of stretching you know i was about to start trap yoga and all sorts of stuff to start to see, see if i could get my life together and get some things back you know sometimes you want that old thing back um but it's that's just like a little funny thing for us but naturally over the course of 18 years i would hope that we wouldn't be the same person and that things would right. just, you know, eventually grow and stuff over time. Cody, you said you make it a point to do date nights now. Is there yes. something that you used to love as date night that you don't of anymore or anything that you're, you're excited to do? Because for me, a date night now is like kickback, right. go to the spa. So that's the thing. Watch a movie. Our, our ideas of date nights are different, mine uh-huh. and Tommy's. Uh-huh. Mine is like, I just want to watch TV on the couch. <laughs> Or I want you to cook. And granted, he's a great chef. Like, that's part of why I married him. He does oh, the cooking in our yes. house. Oh, but nice. with three kids and a business, even for him, that's not, like, every day, you mm-hmm. know? So so our idea of date nights are different. My What he needs from me is to initiate and plan, mm-hmm. right? And for it not to just be like, we're going to dinner. So this year, 2020, I actually have been making an effort. I made a list for myself. He will never listen to this, by the way, because he just don't. <laughs> he don't do social. He don't do, he don't do so anything. So I've made a list for myself of, like, 12 things, 12 interesting things that oh. we can do. So once a month, okay. I plan a date, uh-huh. which a year ago, like that kind of thing gave me a panic attack because it's like, I can't think of anything that you want to do. But I had the smart idea to make the list yeah. Yeah. in advance. I love that. And so I put a date in our calendar already through the end of the year. That's our date night. Did you sync the calendars together? Because I had oh, to yeah, literally like... already got that. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, because Val still don't look at the calendars. <laughs> I see his calendar. I'm like, bro, he, he... Oh, okay. So yes, so we've done... What have we done so far? We did an escape room. Fun. Mm. We did. Oh my god, I can't even remember the things we've done. I just say the things that like I have a miniature golf on our list. Okay, mm-hmm. I might Rock steal climbing. Some of these. Melanie, take, take the list. Take I'm taking notes. I got notes. List. Yes, please. Rock climbing, which we actually did when we first started dating, and it was indoor, and I was crying because it was scary. <laughs> But hey, I'm ready. Level up. I'm ready. I'm, ready. I'm here to show I you I'm growing up courageous. Growth. I can do this. I can do this. 
So yeah, rock climbing. Oh, I know. We went to we went to a movie, which like we don't do as much mm-hmm. because we got kids. T- two three hours in a movie is I'm like sleep. a huge sacrifice for me. <laughs> Plus sleep. I'll fall asleep. Good night. Yes. So we actually saw a Marriage Story, which is on Netflix. We saw it in a theater, mm-hmm. which was really nice. So things like that. Just yeah. trying to like take the time and consider what he wants to do in advance. Gotcha, Melanie. You mentioned friendship. Like you guys are always best friends, but yeah. now you've like become a unit. Um, so how do you continue to foster that friendship now that you are about to get married? Um, any changes that happened Therapy. over the years? Therapy. <laughs> Straight up. Together or separate? Together. Wow. I mean, I go nice. there. I've been seeing a therapist for years just because that's a part of my whole routine, my wellness routine. Okay. But yeah, we recently started going to marriage therapy or couples therapy. That's awesome. And that was something that was really important to me for us to do because I feel like as we approach this union officially, spiritually, um, and legally, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's really important to put it all out on the table. Mm-hmm. And I think that along the way, it's easy to carry things, you know, whether they build resentment or not, or whether they're your own things, you're just like, oh, it's fine. I really think it's important to have that space and conversation and dialogue to be like, hey, these are all the things I love. These are all the things I'm a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. with. These are the things I'm thinking about. What does commitment look like to you mm-hmm. in the future? And it's been really helpful because... Mm-hmm. I'm a communicator, mm-hmm. and I go deep. I'm in the emotions at all times, whereas yeah. Jared is, he's a feeler, but he's not as expressive as I am. Mm. And so it's been really good for us to be able to speak with someone there to kind of, like, guide us and hear each other from a different way and to also learn things about each other that we didn't really know. Mm-hmm. So that's really been building our friendship, too, because, you know, as difficult as it might get to approach some things mm-hmm. in therapy, when we leave, we're hugging, we're kissing, it's like— we did something good for for each other today, you this, know? I love this it. is a sign. I'm going to tell you this is a sign. Tell me. Because literally, Deval and I yesterday, like, going through the motions with, like, something we've been arguing about for a while. And um, I mentioned, I'm like, I think we should just go to therapy. Because we feel like we were great communicators in ourselves. Like, I'm very communicative. He he is. He's always been kind of like you. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'm Jerry. Like, I was feeling things out, but didn't really know how to express myself. Right. But over the course of 18 years, I've definitely opened up to the point where he's sometimes like, why don't you shut the fuck up? Right. So I, did, I, talk, <laughs> I get a word edgewise. But we had even said, like, there's certain things that fester within our relationship yes. that we feel like at this point, since we're looking to renew for another 10 years, he's kind of feeling like... This is mirroring 10 years ago where we were having Mm. these kind of battles that we just said, oh, whatever, we'll get married and we'll Mm -hmm. figure it out later. Whereas right now we're like, maybe we should seek therapy before this vow renewal to correct those things before we do this. this Because a vow renewal, yes, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's a family vacation. Like we're planning something. But why go through all the bells and whistles if that core unit is not in sync? And I feel like more recently, we've had moments where we haven't been. Mm -hmm. And at first I was chalking it up to, okay, he was filming, he was away. I moved cross country Mm -hmm. with the kids. We're still trying to figure out like where we are in our space in LA. We're still trying to do all that amidst work. Um, But we've been off balance. Yes. And um, I guess with my relationship, I feel like other things can fall off the scale, but I can't let that fall off the scale. So I feel like you talking and just saying bluntly therapy is like a cosign because it literally happened yesterday. I think everybody needs therapy in general, like period, like individually to get like, I think everyone should be in therapy. The most sound, I consider myself a pretty well-rounded sound person, but I still love my therapy sessions Mm. just because there's always work to be done. There is. And we learn that in our lives in general as human beings and in our professions, there's always work to be done. Mm-hmm. But what kind of work are you doing? And the the work that betters you as a human being in this planet 
with your partner. Together is better always. And then for your children. And so that's something that I know that that was really important. So yes, you have my vote of support 1000%. Therapy doesn't mean that everything's fucked up and we're wrong and we're broken. Right. It means that we're just always trying to be better. For sure. Yeah. And there's sure. also blind spots, right? Yes. Like everyone can be better, but there's also like even the most self-aware person is like, oh, I didn't even realize that that came off that way. Exactly. Uh, right? Like, and you know, we have interviewed 150 plus couples Oof, of yes. all ages, years married, et cetera. Like therapy is a re- is a reoccurring theme. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's necessary. We've been to therapy. I, w- I regret that we haven't done it as consistently as we should. There's always like, oh, we couldn't do that day because this meeting, right. you know what I mean? Like we need to be more consistent about it. But right. like, I agree completely with Melanie. So allowing that to kind of take precedence, like being a yeah. priority. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Make priorities for everything I else. mean, Jared is in the height right now of, you know, he's he's a music manager. He manages several clients as well as like producers, artists, songwriters. And that's a very demanding schedule when you work for that many clients. Right. So they all have different needs. Yeah. But we have our time slot. And I know there's mornings when I look at him and he's head uh, head down in his phone from the moment he wakes up. Mm-hmm. But he knows come that 10 a.m., 11 a.m. slot that we have at that day. He knows, like, he he won't, even if he knows that he really would want to miss it, he mm-hmm. doesn't. And it means so much to me. Mm. It means so much that he just won't even suggest, like, could I miss it today? Yeah, oh, that's he, good. Because I was going to ask you if it took a while to get him, like, on board with it, or was he You know what? No, I was really thankful. Because even if he was resistant to some of the things that I would say, if I had complaints or if I had any concerns about our relationship, mm-hmm. when I was like, we're, I was like, we should really go to therapy. And he was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. You know, because half the battle is convincing yeah, somebody yeah. on the other side who doesn't see the benefit. Right. But I think, and even when we're in there sometimes, he's kind of like, I'm really just here for her. Uh, and I'm like, nah, uh-huh. you're not here for me. Uh-huh. You're here for you too. Right. You know? uh-huh. So it's really important that, you know, that you can be on the same page going into it. And I right. find that even if you're not just getting there allows everyone to kind of see like, oh, this this actually could be really good for me. No, for yeah. sure. I mean, Deval and I have been married, like I said, almost 10 years, and he actually started to see a therapist unbeknownst to me. Mm. Didn't tell what me. What you mean, like in secret? Girl, in secret. <laughs> like, had his sessions where he was like, oh, I'm going to the gym, and it's just business as usual. He's going to work. And I guess he was finding that hour or two out the day, and he was seeing a therapist. And I totally took that as like a slap in the face at first. <sighs> right. Because I felt like you deceived me, A, you were telling me you were somewhere that you weren't, right, first off. Right. And secondly, well, what did I do that forced you oh. to have to go to therapy? You know? And I was like, I thought we had a handle on, like, our emotions and we're vocal and we speak about things. And in real time, we don't allow things to fester. And then he had to explain to me that that therapy session that he was going to, the succession of them was for him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But what and was it a secret? I guess he didn't want to alarm me. I guess um, the way I responded yeah. was kind of like, oh, well, now it's my fault. And everything that we've been doing is my fault. And he was trying to guard me from that until he found the right space to be able to tell me. Um, and it was just in conversation one night that he was like, I need to tell you this. Because he's not good with keeping secrets or lying. He's just bad at it. So, um, so yeah. And at that point, I said, okay, it was something you needed for you. Yeah. And then I, that that took me off of the whole, like, oh, what was me? Feeling right. like I'm the one that forced him there. Um, but then, yeah, just recently I said, well, you know, in our argument yesterday, I was like, well, you thought therapy, therapy helped you to figure some things out on your own and then you were able to apply that to your life. Do you think that we should do that together? Because you mentioned pre-cup, pre-married mm-hmm. marriage um, therapy. 
my uncle married us um, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. which was a special moment because, you know, he's my uncle, naturally. Um, he's an Adventist, Seventh-day Adventist pastor and whatnot. And he did mention that we should go to a couple of sessions with him pre-wedding. But it was kind of weird, I guess, like, for yeah, us. Right. We were trying yeah. to talk about our business with you. Right. <laughs> right. It was just kind of an uncomfortable thing. So we kind of dodged him on that. But in retrospect, I'm thinking that probably would have been a good move, even if it wasn't him, but just to speak to someone. Because now I kind of want to shift into the gears of... Um, you know, what you would say to your pre-married self or to your pre-engaged yourself or your pre-mother self. Um, Is there anything that you would have wished you knew prior to making the commitment or deciding to say yes? Anything that you wish you knew beforehand or just in being a committed relationship that you are saying now, damn, I wish I knew. I 100% wish we had gone to premarital counseling. Mm. We talked about it and we just... I, and I am a very much a therapy person, but I would say we we just genuinely had all these reasons and excuses not to, mm-hmm. you know, the things that we were doing and time commitments and blah blah blah. But I think it would have resolved a lot of that we talk about now because mm-hmm. he's very like I told you who I was from day one, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but nobody, you know, you nobody think you know you, right, right? You I'm didn't like, even believe you. Yeah. But, did you and, know who you right, are? <laughs> right. And so just talking some of those things out mm-hmm. in that stage of life would have been really valuable as a because we had kids really fast. We had three of them mm-hmm. really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just having a greater connection beforehand. I wonder, Melanie, if you can relate to this being from the West Indian background, mm-hmm. they don't really I want to say my family talk about they stuff. They don't talk about nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to say that you're an advocate for therapy because yes. therapy, God forbid, you talk about your business outside talk the house. Talk about your business. Don't bring up the D word, depression. Don't bring up the, don't bring up feelings. <laughs> don't bring up about what uncle so-and-so did to, to so-and-so. You, uh-huh. Yeah, no. It is, uh, it's it's awful to think about it is. the way they encourage you and almost force you to kind of stay quiet yes. all the time. And um, seeing this, you go to therapy now, I think it's amazing because... Because I feel like we're in this generation now that's breaking all of those generational cycles. Yes, yes, for sure. And and trying to be healthy, more productive people for our children. Yes. So pre-married Kadeen wasn't really getting the sound advice that I guess I was expecting to hear from my elders. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And even if it wasn't my mother per se, um, because again, she was just very like, okay, everything keeps quiet and you just deal right. with your problems internally. But there was really no one just like kind of saying, well, when you get married, you should expect X, Y, Z. And I think part of me necessarily wasn't looking for that because I feel like sometimes people within their experiences tend to be jaded in their own right. And, you know, you kind of take what you want from them and you leave the rest and stuff. So did you ever have that or anyone going into with you being married now or approaching marriage saying, like, watch out for this or don't do that or any caution signs that they're throwing your way? One thing that my mom always used to say was, come see me and come live with me are two different things. And so Jared and I lived separately until I was pregnant. And that actually happened not just by like choice, but also by circumstance. He was working out of state. We were living in different states right before I got pregnant. We were doing long distance. Mm. Um, When we were dating, when we were in New York, he still had his place. I still had mine, even though we were spending literally every day together. (laughs) And so, you know, when he made the decision to come and be with us, it was like, oh, okay, so now I understand. Now I'm pregnant. Now here you come. We're living together. Now we're forced to, we're being a family. Now we're being husband and wife, living in under the same roof, Mm -hmm. learning to live with one another. And yeah, 
it was definitely, I heard my mother's come see me and come live with me are two different things. <laughs> and so finding though, you know, that routine was yeah. good. But I am very thankful that we had that separate time for ourselves mm-hmm. while we were dating and still falling in love and in a committed relationship. Um, but yeah, I mean, just getting pregnant so soon after we started living together, oh, the anxiety I had to go tell my family. I can imagine. I mean, just the anxiety. And I'm a (laughs) grown-ass woman. woman. I was a grown-ass married woman. And I'm like, how am I going to tell my mom that I'm pregnant? She's going to know that I used the nightgown. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to know the nightgown was successful. And is that going to make her feel good or bad? I don't know. But... Oh, so yeah. I can empathize with you on I that one. I did. I had the anxiety of so of ugh, the worst anxiety of going home and telling and feeling like, oh my gosh, I got to tell my parents. Like we're not even engaged. Like right. we're just in this realm of being seriously together. And mm-hmm. here comes this baby. And I just remember going home, and I brought these little shoes that I had, and I put them on the counter. And my mom just looked at me, and she was just like. Well, if you're having a baby, have a baby. And I was so relieved because I was coming off of the judgment that I thought I was going to, you're not married. You guys just got together. What's happening? He's shifting careers. Right. What about your career? All these things. And I was so grateful that my family, even if they did feel it, they didn't share it. That's Mm. sweet. And so I will say that going into it, I wish especially into motherhood, I wish that I hadn't held on to the anxiety and the fear of judgment from the beginning mm. because I feel like I would have been freer to enjoy that enjoy time of my pregnancy for sure. without the anxiety and the worry. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Aw, group yeah. hug. Group hug. <laughs> but we ain't having no more babies till we say I do. Okay, sis. The end. <laughs> right. Which is very soon. It's so, yeah. I know. <laughs> so we might be having a baby shower. <laughs> let, me just, yes. let me just borrow one of yours real quick. <laughs> let me let you know. Cody, you've been doing the Black Love Doc for how long now? Oh my gosh. Since we've been shooting it since 2014. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's a minute. Yes. You've had some great, great couples on there celebrity, non celebrity couples, everyday people. Are there any recurring themes, like problem wise, that you see these married couples have had, whether they've been married a short amount of time or a long amount of time, or if they're old, if they're young? Well, I'll say this one of the things that I've observed is that. When we started doing this, we were engaged. Then we were pregnant. Then we were parents. Well, we got married in there somewhere. Um, (laughs) Then we were parents. Then we were pregnant again. And then we were parents to three. And so our our relationship issues Mm -hmm. have, like, sort of mirrored the 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 interviews because we are experiencing things and then we're asking questions about them right right, right. and so some of the themes that I've seen that that I have affected me or at least stand out to me you know last year we talked a lot about vulnerability especially in men mm-hmm. and how that can be a struggle to communicate between a man and a woman mm-hmm. um, and what manhood means and what it looks like um, communication issues in terms of you know where you're from and who your people are you know what I right. mean like or culturally how you were raised um and therapy is another reoccurring theme i mean Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that pops up a lot in in our conversations right so no matter how long right no matter how long people have been married it's not taboo Mm -hmm. right it's kind of the dirty secret right of marriage they're like get you some therapy or it's not gonna work you know what i mean (laughs) right here i am realizing that almost 10 years in like okay i guess we need to go see somebody now no for sure do you guys feel a responsibility at all because we talked about vulnerability and Mm -hmm. stuff with our partners do you feel any kind of um 
responsibility to support and care for your significant other's emotions. And I say that because you think about marrying somebody or being with somebody and that responsibility to to have this happiness that right. you're supposed to make each other right. happy. And do you take that responsibility on yourself or do you kind of defer or how do you work through something like that? I do um, to an extent because I feel like your your own happiness is your own responsibility to, as a person, as mm-hmm. a human being existing. Mm-hmm. In a relationship, 1,000%, I believe that you are responsible for your, your partner's um, wellness, their happiness, and how they feel. Mm-hmm. And so I remember my brother and his wife, I mean, they're just my favorite couple that I know. Um, they've been married now for over 20 years. They have three daughters. And my brother literally- Where do they live? In Toronto. <laughs> in Toronto. Okay. And, um, and it's been really beautiful to see because they have gone through major shifts as individuals recently, which mm-hmm. is really beautiful. But my brother being um, one of the best men that I've known my whole life, he's just been such a prime example for me of like what I should have expected from a man, you know, very, very different from my father, right? right? Very different from my father. Mm. Um, And, and, you know, I respected him so much. And I remember one time him and his wife were going through like a, a thing. And he said to me, it doesn't matter if I think I'm right or if I'm wrong. He says, what matters is how she feels. Mm. And when he said that, he's like, I will do whatever it takes till she feels better. And I was like, whoa, this is a level of commitment Mm -hmm. that is so admirable. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about partnership and when I think about it, it's not about conceding. Like, it's not about losing. It's not about being right. It's about being well. And it's about having your partner. It's like, okay, what can I do to help you? What can I do? Okay, I don't necessarily agree, but let me get to a place where we feel where I can help you feel good, at least acknowledged, at least heard, mm. at least seen, mm-hmm. um, you know, and even if you don't quite get it yourself. So I think that, yeah, I think it is a responsibility. I think that it is important that if I'm feeling a certain way, like, so for example, if if I say, Jared, when you did that, it hurt my feelings. He was just like, yeah, but I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Mm. Yeah, but you did. Right. You know, his response ideally would be, oh, well, let, how can I help make your feelings feel better? Right. I can either correct that next time or I can acknowledge that I did hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it, it it's really important. I think you are responsible for your Melanie, partners. Melanie, Fiona, do you want to be our therapist? Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> right? Please, they don't call me feelings. the singing nurse for nothing. Yes. <laughs> I literally feel like this was, like, you know how they always say it's divine, it's been ordered, like, this literally is like speaking to me so much today. Yes. Like I'm almost Can I just say anytime I'm around her, that's how I feel. <laughs> like whenever she speaks, I want to write that shit down. <laughs> like for real. Like you are, you are a gift in you every are. way. And I'm grateful every time you open your mouth. Thank you. I'm, guys. I'm literally something about to cry. I'm just very and I'm just very passionate yeah. about, yeah, about, yeah, right. about people being well. And I think it's important, especially when you make the decision to go through life with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a real deal. If you're mm-hmm. Lucky enough to find that person that you say, I choose you, I'm with you. You know, it's like how I want to do this till the end. No, for sure. And I want to be the best that I can for you. And all the way in. And all the way in, you know? And like when you say those things, like I think about these vows. My father, my father has Parkinson's. 
And my parents have been together now for 45 years. And I one night saw, when I was in Trinidad visiting, we were, I was actually performing at the Tobago Jazz Festival. Mm-hmm. And we went and we stayed at a family's villa and we were crashing. I was crashing with my parents. I felt like a teenager again. It was amazing. Uh-huh. But in the middle of the night, my dad caught a cramp from his Parkinson's symptoms. And my mom was up massaging his leg and da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And I know all the highs and lows of what my right. parents had been through. Likewise. And I watched my mom be there with my father as he's writhing in pain and he's like there and I'm like this is it mm-hmm. this is what it is no this matter is the mo- all the shit that happened this is the moment yeah. this is this is what it's about like I'm there for you when you're writhing in pain when you're not well when you're not your strongest you mm-hmm. know when I saw that I was like, this is, I get it. And so when you think about that, you have to accept everything that you are and that your partner is with respect and boundaries, but accept to grow and be better, you know, and be well together. It's really important. And I say you're speaking to me too, because I feel like even over the course of 18 years, that's a long time to be with somebody, Mm -hmm. um, you know. I know I can admit that I've let certain things fall by the Mm -hmm. wayside and not on purpose, you know. Not on purpose, but it's just life sometimes, you know? Yeah. But can I just say, too, that there there is a, what do they say, like a like the gas tank, right? Like, mm. listen, I'm not there every day y'all's relationship, but I certainly know that you have poured in to that tank. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, too, marriage is about the balance of that and how there are lots of things that we're going to look up and be like, I should have been there. I should have done that differently. I should have. He was being vulnerable and I didn't. I missed it. And missed I missed it. Missed yes. it. Yeah. And that happens in my relationship a lot. But we have to know that we are giving as much as we can, as best we can, and that we own when we've fallen short. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know what I mean? And that they know that. Accountability right? yeah. is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't think anything is perfect. I don't think anyone is perfect. Yeah. You just have to be trying your best at all times. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we here. We just go cry. We were supposed to kiki and laugh today, and I was going to talk about, like, sexy lingerie and, like, bachelorette <laughs> party stuff, and here we are having a whole kumbaya moment. <laughs> I'm, gu- I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of doing this no, everywhere I, I go. I <laughs> <laughs> Cody is just like I know. I knew where we were going with this early. <laughs> just passing the Kleenex around at this point. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, so yeah, I, that spoke so much to me. And just saying, sometimes you just miss things. Yeah. And Deval says to me, Kadeen, sometimes you're just on autopilot. You're just like going. And you don't stop to see. And I'm just like, damn, I didn't even realize that. But I'm just trying to like wife and mom mm-hmm. and, right. and and act and, you know, do other stuff and be, be everything. Yes. It's, I get very like tunnel vision with certain things. And then I miss a moment where he says, like, I'm just hurt by that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, bro, like suck it up. You're right. not supposed to be hurt because, right. you know, like I didn't mean it like that, you know. And then I totally don't take responsibility in some of those moments mm-hmm. because I feel like it just wasn't that big of a deal. And just because it's not a big deal to me doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's not a big deal to you, right. you know. So I'm going to take that little gem. Okay, gem. Put it in my pocket. You got it. <laughs> and all that good stuff. It's a rose quartz crystal in case you were wondering. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So shifting gears a little bit as we kind of wrap up. So we've spoken a lot about like pouring into the spouse and everything. But like, what about us? Mm-hmm, you know, what about girl. us? And, you know, self-care is that term being thrown around a whole lot lately because I feel like we now realize that in order to be that cup that pours into every aspect of life, we have to have something to pour. You gotta fill right. it. You gotta fill that joint up. Um, so what are your favorite ways to kind of reconnect with yourself um, and make the most of your own company? So I know therapy for you, uh, Melanie, you say is one way. What about you, Cody? Anything that you do to kind of just say, hi, me. I love you. 
Give me a hug. I will say, I will be honest, and right now I'm not doing that at all. Like, mm. I would say almost at all. I'm getting to a place, but okay. that is my biggest issue with me right now. So you're acknowledging that it's there's yes. a deficit. Fully but... acknowledging the okay. deficit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am trying to figure out. I have zero rituals for me. Right? Like, like I don't even floss every day. <laughs> like, Girl. that's a thing that mm-hmm. oh, no one cares but me. It's <laughs> yeah. for me and my teeth health, right? <laughs> right. But, like, I don't even take the two minutes every day to do that for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out right now what are those things, what is one thing that I can do that's, like, three minutes, mm-hmm. you know, two to three minutes a day, even if it's just being still. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I have incorporated, like, in the last couple of weeks is working out. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's overwhelming. It's like it's nerve wracking because I feel so good when I do it, but I also feel like I've just taken an hour and a half away from something else. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to wrap my head around just being like, but you need it. But you, you deserve that, yeah. it. So that you're yeah. not feeling guilty after the fact. So sure. I'm in that spot now. Okay. Pause. Sure. I wanna I wanna point something out because I notice this about moms in general. Okay. Like, consistency with myself is yeah. like absolutely like the worst. Absolutely. But when I tell you. That my son, yeah, routine yeah. is on points. Exactly, these kids are popping. Listen I, to me. Listen, I, <laughs> listen to me. I so so I I always say that to other moms, mm-hmm. and I say that to myself because it's possible. Right, it's where you choose. Yes. And like as women, yes. this is our this is quintessential like one hundred and one. Absolutely, give poor 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 fill feed take care of everyone. Yep. you know, and we forget, and so it is just as small as taking three minutes to yourself, it is just as amazing as being here today. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is. It's it's um, it's um, a thing. So you can do it. Right. And just find the small ways that you can. And then, of course, releasing, like, knowing you will start to understand. Like, I started doing Orange Theory, mm-hmm. which is, like, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. I didn't think that I would be mm-hmm. because I thought those people were crazy. Wait, what's Orange Theory? No, I'm, I'm down with that. Orange Theory. What's yeah. that? So it's a high-intensity workout. So okay. it's an hour, right? So, like, I found that, like, I just didn't – I wasn't having the motivation to go to the gym and motivate myself to do it. Mm-hmm. I was boxing for a little bit. I like that, too. But, girl, you see these nails. They don't always we, work you when know we box. I mean? We can't sacrifice the nails. So. <laughs> That's also me time, by the way. Um, but, yeah, like, the Orange Theory is high-intensity workouts. It's an hour, literally start to finish. You'll be home. You'll be done mm-hmm. dressed and everything within the hour. And it's just that good sweat that I feel that I need and I'm challenging myself. Mm. And I feel like that's a really good way for me now as yeah. far as how I implement self-care and mm-hmm. build confidence for myself. Because I'll right. honestly say like once I had my son coming into the industry, i Oh, my God. I mean, there's a whole other thing. I just saw a picture somebody posted to me last night. I remember this was before I had my son. And it was like a, a month that I had done any public photos. And somebody was just like, oh, she looks like she put on weight. Oh, and I, and then after I had my son, this mm. narrative is still in my head. And I'm like, oh, my God. People are going to say I'm fat. People are going to say all these things. And it's like, what? Not true. You just right. had a baby. Right. Stop it. You know, calm down. Um, You're right. You know, but the <laughs> yeah. thing is, is that now I've gotten to this place where I just want to feel healthy and mm-hmm. strong. Right. Mm. And so whatever that is, I love going for acupuncture. Sometimes I would just go for a random sound bath. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just go for a walk. Sometimes this high intensity workout of me pushing myself and 10, 10 or 11 on the treadmill at a right. good sprint for 30 seconds Facts. lets me know you did this. Yes. You know, so I, I try to do those things. And really, my biggest thing that I do these days is say no. 
Mm. I say no yeah. to whatever is not mm. going to fill me up. And keep it pushing. And you keep don't it pushing. Think about it. I don't even, I, if it, you know, and, and it's interesting because when you have a family, you start to think about money mm-hmm. and you start to think about opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then I've said yes to certain things where I was like, not, a, not all money is good money. So now I really just want to say no in general. I want to set the boundaries of, um, of not being st- too nice mm-hmm. all the time. I hear you. I hear you know, you. that's how that's how I'm filling my cup. It's funny. My little self care thing. Um, I think because also a lot of my work is on social media and just always being on my phone and stuff like that. I was literally heartbroken. I wrote a blog about it. A blog about it um, recently that. Um, Cairo, my middle son, was asking me for something one day. And I was just in my phone doing something, like posting a story or mm-hmm. something. And um, he was like, Mommy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Cairo, whatever. Not listening to me. And he was like, Mommy, with like this force. And he was like, you're not listening to me. I was like, break my heart in a million pieces and just throw it in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> just bear my heart because it's over. And I literally stopped and was like, and I was in tears and I was hugging him and I was like, what's the matter? I'm so sorry. And I promise you now, I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I'll just have to put my phone down. Mm-hmm. That is my self-care moment. Yes. So there are some Sundays where I'll wake up and I'll, you know, check a quick email, whatever. And I'll put my phone down on the charger for the day. Yes. That's great. And I just let it, I just, that's just it. I'm like, it's going to have to wait. Beautiful. And naturally there's some people that are just like, girl, did you die? Like, what happened? <laughs> where you at? <laughs> I, I texted you three hours ago. You didn't reply. You know, and I'm just like, I took some time. time. Right. And sometimes it's time for me. Sometimes it's just time for my family, my husband, my children. Like, it's just time away from all the noise. Mm-hmm. And that's probably my most favorite self-care Yay. moment right now. Nice. So also, go, go buy us. yourself flowers, ladies. I do like Buy yourself that. flowers. This that's like the smallest like, thing. Or jewelry. Like, you just walk or oh, jewelry. I'm, really I'm, I'm a fan of some jewelry. I mean, you see these you know what I'm saying? Love me some jewelry. Depends if you bowling on a budget. If not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Depends what uh-uh. it is. Girl, there's Etsy. We can find some cute that stuff, right? right? And then there's always Amazon. It's funny because I had a little segment where I was going to talk to y'all about like things that you or where you shop for sexy bedroom pieces, which is like the counterpart to Mimi's, you know, nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> what not? But I was like, you know what? Amazon is cool for like a little cheerleading skirt or if you want to be a little schoolgirl because Deval likes role play and whatnot. So I got to go to Amazon sometimes Actors. and hit them up. You know what I mean? I'm just working on my chops. That's all that is. That's what I like to say. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So we have listener letters. I just want to stick around for maybe 10 more yeah. minutes. I don't want to take up too much of your time. But before we do that, we're going to take a little break and we're going to get into some ads. Okay. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. This for the record. There it is. A win for the ages. Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All-American. A new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app.
All right, so now we're back, and it's time for listener letters. So I always encourage my beautiful guests to stick around and help me answer these questions because, shall these emails be crazy sometimes with these scenarios that people legitimately need help and they need advice. So I don't want to make fun of it, but we do want to see what they have to say and give our little two cents, you know. And since Melanie has all the feels today <laughs> and the energy, and she's just speaking to my soul, she might speak to y'all's too. So I'm going to read the first question, and we'll see what we can do for you, all right? Um, dear K&D, uh, big fans of the podcast. I've yet to miss an episode. Thank you. Trying to get my wife into... Ooh, so this is a man writing in. We, we like when we hear from the guys. Um, trying to get my wife into it. So maybe being mentioned on the show will convince her. Oh, okay. Our first... You didn't give me no name, so I don't know who you are, bro. But okay. <laughs> our first year of mar- uh, Our first year in being marriage is coming up. It's been a roller coaster for sure. How was the first year for you two... What pressure or difficulties did you two face when it came to family, professional, and I guess personally? Um, Our family can't help but mention kids every visit. Okay, so they want kids. So our family wants kids. Um, What advice would you have facing these similar pressures? Can you suggest what we would do or what's the best way to handle these topics when brought up, I guess, from other people? It doesn't feel very clear, but I'm assuming he's saying they've been um, married for a year and they're having some pressures that they're facing with their family and professionally and stuff like that. So anything that maybe you guys have encountered, maybe Cody, um, you can speak on in that first year that... I mean, regarding the children thing, it's kind of just none of your business Mm. (laughs) to these inquiries, you know. know. Um, But, yeah, marriage is like is historically, statistically, the first year is the hardest. The hardest. yep. So that's just normal. And to not think that you're different or anything, you know, depending on what your issues are. But that's Mm -hmm. normal. You know, you're you're adjusting greatly. Maybe you didn't live together before. You know what I mean? Like there are just so many adjustments in that first year. So my only note is to just communicate, Mm -hmm. maybe go to therapy. Uh (laughs) Um, But, yeah, just to communicate for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the first year for Deval and I were really hard, too, because it was like we were married. We were coming off of the stresses of, like, this big wedding that Mm -hmm. our families both wanted us to have. So we were recuperating from that, Um, you know, because it's like, oh, we're going to have this wedding. But, like, we got to make sure we can live after because a lot of our money was tied up in assets and, like, homes and investments and stuff that we had. So it was like, you know, really just trying to, like, pull off this wedding. We ended up getting pregnant on the honeymoon. (gasps) That part. Jackson was a honeymoon. Yeah, we went to Jamaica, too, came back. It was three Mm -hmm. So that was a lot, too, because then now we're now married and it's like, okay, what does it look like to be married? Like, what's different? Um, And then we're also now I'm going through a whole bunch of hormonal changes being pregnant Mm -hmm. and having our first child within Mm -hmm. the first year. So we definitely threw around that divorce word like a couple times. Like, what did we do? I liked you seven years prior and here we are. And what did we do? Nobody told me about X, Y, Z, you know, so that was a big issue for us that first year um, of marriage. And then slowly, I think once we kind of regained um, some focus on like what exactly it was that we wanted, I think Jackson too helped to keep us together because we had the common goal of now parenting this little person that didn't ask to be here, um, but he's here and we loved him to death. And knowing that we wanted to have a household that was going to be together and that was going to be healthy for him. Um, so that does help a lot. Um right. Within that first year, at least for us. Um, do you foresee, Melanie, any changes coming It's really route? interesting because I always wonder, like, because we have been living together, have a child, and now we're going to have this, you know, ceremony, I, I wonder if things will change. Right. I, I, don't I, so. I, don't, I hope that I don't foresee <laughs> that they would. Right. But I feel like does like does the official title create other things? I mean, 
except for anybody coming. Well, let me relate to the writer because <laughs> if anybody try to come up in here after we say these vows and talk about when are you gonna uh, right exactly <laughs> we don't know if we're having another baby and I think that that's the thing I would give any advice to anybody is just. Don't have other people project their expectations For on you. Sure. There's a reason why it's just you and that person and you've For chosen sure. each other. Mm-hmm. And just set boundaries. I s- say no with a smile. You know what? Thanks, but I didn't ask for your opinion. Thanks, but I didn't ask for your... I'm smiling. I'm so happy. <laughs> See, but it's in my no delivery. No, it's thank in my you. delivery. <laughs> yes, for sure. We did a whole episode on Stop Clocking My Uterus. That's actually the title of it. <gasps> yes. So trust me, I completely understand where you're coming yes. from with that. Mind your business. How mind about your that? business. Tell them to mind their business. <laughs> All right? Long story short. <laughs> All right. And our last question for today. Um, hi, I'm newly. I'm a newlywed and a new mom. How did you or when you started feeling sexy again after Kaz and Cairo? She's speaking to me as a female. So when did you start to feel sexy again after these babies? I mm. is what she's saying. I'm recovering from a cesarean mm. and having a hard time falling in love with myself again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any of you had cesareans? I did. Yes. You had a cesarean. Yes. You had one cesarean? I've had both. Really? I had a C-section with Brooks. I didn't know that. Vaginal with the twins. Okay, he now. Did. What do they call it? V-back? V- V-back. 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 Yeah. Good yes. for you. So, yeah. Fall in love with this body. That's such a, such That's a complicated a, thing. Yeah. Such a complicated thing. It don't thing. look the same. It don't sit the same. It don't move the same. <laughs> no, it sure don't. Um, it jiggles differently. And who knows if it feels the same. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, really. I just, I just think that it is a process. I know for me... I found that when I when I found that I was doing things, whether it was physical activity to try to make myself feel good about my physical body or just things in general that made me feel good mm-hmm. was when I started to find confidence within myself body-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard when you are beating up on yourself when you're like, oh, I've put on so much weight and now I'm sitting at home and all I'm doing is taking care of the baby. And I found that like when I was putting my best foot forward for myself – even if I wasn't where I was ideal, mm-hmm. I still was finding confidence for myself mm-hmm. and learning that I wanted to do everything out of self-love rather than self-hate. Mm-hmm. And so that was really the the thing. And so even now, I still sometimes I'll be like, oh, love yourself, girl, love yourself, love yourself. Mm-hmm. It is so, it is a it is a journey forever. And I think that communicating with your partner as vulnerable as that can be mm-hmm. is the key because they will feel when you're shying away, when you're hiding, and maybe you can rely on them to help bring that sexy right. out of you to make to you feel like you, you are again. desired. Yeah. You know, it's really important because I feel like, too, for our partners, they're kind of being extra sensitive to us in that time because mm-hmm. we just did have surgery. We just, you know, gave birth. We just are adjusting to this new body, and they're hearing us say, oh, these jeans don't fit, or, oh, I used to, or people are saying things. Things, you know, mm-hmm. so I think it's really important to also communicate mm-hmm. how you're feeling. Because I know sure. for a while I kept all of my stuff inside. Right. And, you know, then also your partner might start to feel like you're not interested in them anymore. You're just not right. in the mood. For sure. But you might need a little encouragement. You might need someone to say, I still love you the way that you are. This thing that didn't used to be there before, I still love you. I take you and accept you as you are. No, you know, it's sure. really, it goes a long way. So communication, don't be afraid to be vulnerable about how you're feeling about right. your body. Cody, do you remember I wrote a snapback article for you guys? Yes, on Black I do. Love, and we talked about the snapback Ugh. culture and like this. Um, Lies. Yeah, what it is, <laughs> like this, this whole term and like that negative connotation that it has because people expect it to happen yeah. like right away and there's so much pressure on women to then feel like they have to just reassimilate into the culture all put together again you right. know what I mean so it's kind of just like throwing away that term or if you do embrace the term knowing that you're doing it within your own time mm-hmm. frame you know right I mean? that's really important and that's super important so take your time take your time like, it took nine months ten months they say to yeah. grow an entire human 
deliver that human and then to, you know, get bounced back. It, it takes time. I remember my OBGYN told me, you know, because I was very much like, oh, I'm going to start working out. Can I start working out at that six-week visit? And she was like, well, you know, it takes about a year for your body to kind of readjust mm-hmm. and get back to, like, normal. And then I, <laughs> there I was fast forward. It's like cut to uh, Cody and Tommy <laughs> leaving our apartment. And then I was prenatal and postpartum at the same damn time. Ooh. Yep. Because I had back-to-back babies Ooh. and then there was no recovery in sight, it felt like. <laughs> and here I am two years later after Cass, finally feeling like okay i've got this i've got myself together only for yeah, my husband and to the be most, chasing me i don't want to say most important <laughs> but the thing that stands out to me about that is that you just said two years later yes. two like years that later. is important and a big deal and people look at you and your social and are like she just had a baby no, you know what i, I mean didn't, child. it is a I'm process s- i'm still he's three he's about to be four and yes. i'm still like i could get that a little tighter i think maybe Girl. i don't know but you and know we're only getting I'm older just like, starting but you know what oh. that's after over a year yes. you know what i will say is i, I have hips that i never had before. Okay, now. And once upon a time, when that put me in a size six instead of a size four, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, okay, like, that's just what it is. That. And I will mm-hmm. share a piece of wisdom to any woman who is listening, whether whatever journey you're on, whether it's post-baby, pre-baby, no baby, wait, whatever it is. My therapist told me this and I never forgot it. It was, I was feeling really low about the way that I looked physically at a time. And I remember saying to her, you know, I just, I'm working out, but I still want to eat the donut and I just don't understand why I can't control it. And she was like, stop waiting to feel good. Stop waiting to look good to feel good. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she was just like, you're not your ideal size right now, but I want you to go buy something that makes you feel good in your size right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. She was like, don't wait to Mm -hmm. get back into these jeans or these things that you used to wear. If you a size 10 now, go buy something a size 10 that makes you feel size 10 jeans. Go go buy something that makes you feel good because if you are waiting for this comparison to get to this place Mm -hmm. and that's how you feel success or happiness, you will be struggling forever. So just... Do something right now wherever you are to make yourself feel good. And on that note, baby, Mm. on that note. (laughs) Thank you, ladies, so much for sticking around for that. It always helps to get different perspectives on motherhood and and life and us just trying to do everything as women. So it's like you said, whether you have children, when you you don't, you know, you're in the workforce, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, I'm sure that someone can take something from today's episode because I sure as hell did. (laughs) Got mad gems in my bag. What was it? What kind of crystals? Rose quartz, rose quartz. Oh, okay. (laughs) Amethyst and tourmaline for sure. (laughs) There you go. And if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. So on our way out right now, it was our bridal shower, you know, joint Ooh, bachelorette can, party. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It was my funny because Ooh. I was going to ask for a toast. So oh, normally, oh, beautiful. Oh. So normally what we do at the it's end of the every homes. episode, they use the <laughs> For the, we, we just built spilled for water the homies. for the homies. There you go. So what we do at the end of every episode, we have a moment of truth. So mm. our takeaway, what's like your one thing you've taken away from this episode today that you're leaving with, um, anything you learned, anything else that you want to share or reiterate um, in just like a sentence or two, tell me what your moment of truth is. We'll toast to the good life. Everybody's looking at me. <laughs> uh, my moment of truth is probably the reminder that never gets old, that for me started when I was pregnant with the twins, so not even before that, is to give myself grace, mm-hmm. no matter where I am, whether it's size and weight or work and mom guilt or anything, to give myself grace, especially because no one else has to. You for know? sure, for sure, absolutely. I love that. I Melanie. think my takeaway is... 
look for inspiration all around you because both of you women are so inspiring to me being oh, thank you. being um, mothers, working women, multiple children. I find it hard enough doing it with just one. So knowing that it's possible to be as fly and fun as y'all are with Aww. three babies, You're three so children, Melody, it's, so it's really amazing. And so I feel like that would be my takeaway is to just remind yourself that you you are surrounded by inspiration and sisterhood and tribe at all times. For and sure. no matter how many kids, the experience is relatable. And so you have to share. Absolutely. And so I'm 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 very thankful to sit here with you ladies today oh, for real. Oh, thank you so much for that, Melanie. You know what's funny? My moment of truth was actually it came from you, um, something that you said your brother said. And because I was in tears and cry, <laughs> I couldn't jot it down because I normally will take a note or something. So my you. moment of truth text me. Well, actually let's read it. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah, one more time because I want to get that on the record. He said that the, the concept is, is that you are, you are responsible for your partner's, um, how your partner is feeling, mm-hmm. whether you are right, whether you agree, whether it, it sounds ridiculous to you, that it is your responsibility to do what you can within your power to help your partner feel better, no matter what that is, whether that is being seen, being heard, acknowledged, um, you know, um, reminded that they're they're appreciated, whatever whatever that does, mm-hmm. whatever that need is from your partner, um, it's very important that you are willing to do the work to help get them to a place where they feel good again. I love that. Yes. As I get all teary-eyed again, I'm not going to do it twice <laughs> on one episode. So no, I'm a thug. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, okay. Brooklyn. <laughs> but yes, that that's amazing, and I'm definitely going to jot that down. I'm going to re listen to this. But thank you, ladies, so much for joining thank me you. here today. Of course. Let everyone know where they can find you. Handles. I mean, they they know what they can, but still, handles on Instagram, all the socials, and all that good stuff. So I'm at Cody Co. C O D I E C O, and you can also follow at Black Love. Of course, you better be. There and I am Melanie Fiona at yes. Melanie Fiona, M-E-L-A-N-I-E-F-I-O-N-A on all handles. And on YouTube, it's Melanie Fiona TV. I love that. And be sure to follow Deval and I on social media. Kadeen, I am and I am Deval. And if you're listening on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen, be sure to rate, review and subscribe. Deadass. Deadass is a production of Stitcher. We are produced by Jackie Sojiko and Denora Pena. Our executive producer, T-Square. Our associate producers are Tribble and Kristen Torres. Our chief content officer is Chris Bannon. Our studio engineer and original music is by Brendan Burns. And last but not least, we are mixed by Andy Christens. We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called The Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please.